Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from App Figures, and here's your weekly roundup of the most interesting updates from the world of mobile apps and games. So last week, I looked at NGL, an overnight success that took the App Store by storm overnight. The thing about overnight successes is that some stick and some don't, but NGL is sticking. A week later, NGL is still the top app in the US App Store. It's not doing as well in Google Play, but that hasn't stopped it from making its way into nearly 3 million mobile devices worldwide, according to estimates. In a week, downloads are great, but money is better. Is NGL making any? Maybe, no, not enough. Um, you'll be the judge. NGL earned a total of $375,000 of net revenue so far, according to our estimates. Is that a lot? It may sound like it, but I don't think so, considering the millions of downloads it's been getting. and I don't think that's enough. But that's not necessarily bad. See, NGL monetizes by giving back what it takes away. Oh. NGL's revenue comes from in-app purchases that give users hints for who sent them anonymous messages because it's an anonymous messaging app. I think that's kind of backwards, but maybe that contributes to why they're not making enough money. This whole idea is pretty novel and kind of experimental, so I can't judge NGL for its ability to monetize or inability, but given its popularity, I fully expect the team behind the app to come up with a better way to make money and fast. If they don't, they'd be giving up a great opportunity. I would much rather not see that happen. And now's a good time to mention that if you like the show, you should take a second and hit the like button just to let YouTube know that I'm awesome. Thanks. All this talk of NGL reminds me of the overnight success right before it, which was another twist on the traditional social media that's really starting to feel stale, at least to me. Remember Be Real? If you don't, it's an app that helps teens be authentic by alerting them at a random time to take a picture and share it with friends. No filters, no poses. Well, maybe poses. My friends aren't using it, so I don't really know, but there are no filters. <laughs> be Real took to the top of the app store just a couple of months ago, and like most other overnight successes, eventually faded away, giving TikTok, Google, and Facebook their top chart spots back fairly quickly. Where is Be Real now? And are teens still interested in being authentic and should Meta be concerned? Well, yes, it looks like Be Real is still popular. In fact, it's gotten more popular in the last few weeks. According to our estimates, last week was Be Real's highest week of downloads to date. The novel photo app made its way into one and a quarter million mobile devices globally. That's a bit higher than its last peak, which came in April. The majority of downloads came from the US and the UK, where the App Store was responsible for about five times the downloads versus Google Play. Interesting. What's also interesting is to see how unpopular this concept is in countries that traditionally drive the big downloads, like India. I don't expect that to change, but if it does, you'll know Be Real can become a serious contender. But I don't expect that to change, but still. Moving on, Amazon Prime Video is one streamer I don't get to talk about too often. I don't really have anything against Amazon, it's just that there isn't much to talk about. While streamers like HBO Max, Disney Plus, and even smaller ones in terms of downloads, like Paramount Plus and Peacock, have all figured out how to turn exclusive content into downloads, Amazon just hasn't. And then Craig Bond came along, I mean, James Bond, but bonus points if you got the reference. I'm talking about the latest James Bond movie, No Time to Die, which launched to theaters only and started streaming on Amazon Prime Video in the US earlier in the month. Also, the best movie from the Daniel Craig era, in my opinion, which was the worst of all James Bonds, in my opinion. But I'm not here to talk movies, so let's talk numbers. 
Downloads of Amazon Prime Video in the U.S. grew to the highest they've ever been last week, adding roughly 520,000 new viewers to the platform in the week after No Time to Die rolled out to members. The last peak came in Christmas of 2018. A cold reminder, Amazon Prime Video isn't a COVID baby and didn't ride that whole wave. Now, this is all nice and interesting, but I bet you that if No Time to Die streamed on any other platform, and I really mean any other platform, that platform would get many, many more new downloads. And why? Because James Bond is not just a nice exclusive. It's a mega franchise that's been popular for decades. All Amazon was able to squeeze out of it was the same number of downloads as HBO Max gets in a regular week with no exclusives. Huh? I don't know. That's, that's not good. It's pretty grim, but it's not all. One of the ways streamers like Disney Plus and HBO Max were able to cement their popularity was by releasing new titles to theaters and also streaming them to subscribers for free in most cases. That era is now dead or at least dying, taking a tool Amazon could have used but didn't to get traction for its mobile app. It looks to me like Amazon will need a new mobile strategy. On to a crowd favorite. But before, did I already ask if you like this episode? If you do, please give it a quick like. Thanks. This week, I crunched the numbers and ranked the highest earning gaps in the US from May. And in May, something interesting happened. TikTok wasn't the highest earning gap, nor was Tinder. First place went to HBO Max, which earned $50 million of net revenue from the US, according to our estimates. Tinder, YouTube were right behind it, and only then TikTok. If you look closely, you'll also notice LinkedIn made its way into the top 10 for the second time this year. That I didn't expect. With that out of the way, there is not much different if you compare this list to April's. Same apps for the most part, same numbers, almost a full copy. And I don't mean to say it's boring, but rather what earns is still streaming for now. We estimate that the top 10 earners brought in $309 million of net revenue in May from the US. That's almost the same as April's haul, though a tad bit lower. Nothing to write home about. That was apps, now games. May was a great month for games. Well, some games, really Candy Crush. I got ahead of myself here. This week, I crunched the numbers and ranked the highest earning games in the US for May. A bit behind schedule, I know, but thanks for your patience. Candy Crush Saga was the highest earning game in the US, earning a massive $122 million of net revenue from the App Store and Google Play in May, according to our app intelligence. Yes, hundreds. Yes, for the first time, that's about 30% higher than April. It's worth noting that Candy Crush Saga was the highest earning game on the App Store and on Google Play and combined in May. Roblox came in second, adding just $39 million of net revenue in May, according to our estimates. And that's also roughly 30% different than April, but in the opposite direction. Call of Duty didn't make the cut in May, clearing the way for Garena Free Fire, which is still banned in India to get into the last spot with $16 million of net revenue in May. Combined, the top 10 highest earners brought in $374 million of net revenue in May, according to our estimates. In case you're comparing, that's a modest two-digit increase, 12%, over April's total. And that's all I have for you this week. If you have any questions about the insights, let me know in the comments below. Check out last week's episode here. And if you want more episodes like this one, make sure to subscribe to the channel. I'll see you next week.